Chapter thirty five of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee, Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part three, by Francois Rene de Chateaubriand, chapter thirty five. Dieppe, eighteen thirty six. Revised in December, eighteen forty six my stay at dieppe two societies whilst writing these memoirs you know that i have changed my abode many times and have often described those places and uttered opinions which they suggested i have thus retraced my recollections mixing up the history of my thoughts and of my various homes with the history of my life you see where i am now walking this morning on the cliffs behind the castle of dieppe my eye rested on the postern which communicates with them by means of a bridge over the moat by this postern madame de longueville escaped from queen anne of austria and having embarked secretly at havre and landed at rotterdam she went to stenay to marshal de turenne the conquerors of the great captain were no longer innocent and the exile scoffer did not treat the guilty with any mercy madame de longueville freed from the enmity of the hotel de rambouillet the throne of versailles and the municipality of paris became passionately attached to the author of les maximes la rochefoucauld and continued as faithful to him as she was able he survives less from his thoughts than from the friendship of madame de lafayette and of madame de sevigne from the verses of la fontaine and the love of madame de longueville such is the value of illustrious attachments the princess of conde being on her deathbed, said to madame de brienne my dear friend inform that pauvre miserable who is at stenay of the state in which you now see me and let her learn to die fine words the princess however forgot that she herself had been loved by henry the fourth that when taken to brussels by her husband she had been anxious to rejoin the bearnese to escape by night through a window and afterwards to ride on horseback thirty or forty leagues she was then a pauvre miserable seventeen years of age having come down from the cliffs i found myself on the high road to paris on going out of dieppe the road ascends rapidly to the right the wall of a cemetery rises on the sloping side of a bank and along this wall runs a rope-walk two rope-makers walking backwards in parallel lines and balancing from lake to lake were singing together in a low voice i listened to their song they were just at the following couplet of the via caporal a fine poetical falsehood which has brought us where we are qui là-bas sanglote et regarde et c'est la veuve du tombeau etc etc these men sung the chorus conscrit au pas ne pleurez pas marchez au pas au pas in a tone so manly and pathetic that tears started to my eyes whilst keeping the step and reeling off their hemp they had the air of spinning out the last moments of the via caporal i cannot describe the charm peculiar to beranger though exhibited merely by two sailors who in sight of the sea celebrate the death of a soldier the cliffs recall to my mind monarchical greatness the highway plebeian celebrity i compared in my mind the men who constitute the two extremes of society i asked myself to which of these two periods i would have wished to belong when the present shall have disappeared like the past which of these two kinds of renown will most strongly draw towards it the respect of posterity and nevertheless if deeds were everything if the value of names did not form in history a counterpoise to the value of events what a difference there is between my time and the time which passed from the death of henry the fourth to that of mazarin what were the disturbances of sixteen forty eight compared with those of this revolution 
which has swallowed up the old conditions of society and which will die perhaps leaving neither old nor new society have i not had to draw in my memoirs pictures of incomparably greater importance than the scenes related by the duc de la rochefoucauld even at dieppe what was the careless and voluptuous idol of paris seduced and rebellious in comparison with the duchesse de berry the salvos of artillery which announced to the sea the presence of the royal widow no longer thunder the flatteries of powder and smoke have left nothing on the shore but the murmuring of the waves the two daughters of the house of bourbon anne genevieve and marie caroline have withdrawn the two sailors in the song of the plebeian poet will be forgotten dieppe is empty of myself it was another self that of my early days already ended who formerly dwelt in these places and this self has perished for our days die before ourselves here you have seen me as a sub-lieutenant in the regiment of navarre drilling recruits on the sands you have also seen me an exile under bonaparte you will meet me again when the days of july overtake me here i am still and i resume my pen to continue my confessions in order to know where we are it may be useful to cast a glance on the state of my memoirs retrospect of my memoirs that has happened to me which happens to every man who works on a grand scale i have in the first place raised the wings on the extremities then displacing and replacing my scaffolding hither and thither i have raised the stones and mortar of the intermediate structures several centuries were employed in completing the gothic cathedrals if heaven grant me life the monument shall be finished during the course of different years the architect will always remain the same only changed in age besides it is a punishment to preserve the intellectual being intact imprisoned in a material envelope almost worn out st augustine when he became sensible of his bodily decay said to god keep my soul in thy tabernacle and to men when you have learned to know me in this book pray for me six and thirty years must be reckoned between the things last spoken of and those in which i am now engaged how is it possible to resume with any degree of ardour an account of subjects which long ago inspired me with passion and fire when those are no longer alive of whom i am about to speak and the object is to resuscitate images frozen in the depths of eternity to descend into a funereal cavern in order to enjoy life am not i myself as it were dead have not my opinions changed do i now see objects from the same point of view have not those personal trials about which i was so much troubled and those general and astounding events which accompanied or followed them fallen off in importance in the eyes of the world as well as in my own whenever the life of a man is greatly prolonged his mind becomes blunted and cold the interest of the evening has passed away before the morrow when i search into my thoughts there are names and even personages which escape my memory though they may have made my heart beat vanity of men forgetting and forgotten it is not enough to say to our dreams and our love revive in order to give them life again the region of the shades cannot be entered except by a golden branch and it requires a youthful hand to pluck it End of chapter thirty five